Hello and welcome to episode number 24 of the Hayfield Digital Podcast, a show for creators, makers, and doers, where my goal is to help you make to the max. My name is Ryan Hafey, and in this episode, we're talking about vlogging, because vlogging is hard. So that's what we're talking about. Let's get into it. Hello. Welcome to the show. Yes, we are back, ladies and gentlemen. And by back, I mean we are uh, back on the PC. If you were here last week, you will know that uh, we were had a little bit of a hiccup um, with my PC, and uh, I had to live stream the podcast on my MacBook. Uh, but luckily, we got the PC back and in working order. So just to kind of give, oh, first of all, before we get into that, be sure to hit that subscribe button if you aren't subscribed already and follow me on social media on Instagram and Twitter at Ryan Hafey and let's have a conversation because those are fun. And um, yeah, so in case you're new here, in case you missed last week, basically what happened was um, it was my own my own fault, but I had a, uh, um, I was trying to remove my um, my graphics card. Why was I doing that again? I think I had to, oh, I know why. It's a, it's a long drug out story that I'm not going to get back into. Watch the last week's podcast where I talk about all of it. But basically I had to, um, I was trying to do something called resetting CMOS, which requires in my case for the last motherboard that I had to remove my graphics card, excuse me, so I could get to uh, a little battery behind it so I could remove it. Well, I was negligent and thought that the um, the little plastic piece that kind of locks the GPU in place, I thought it was unlatched. So I went to go pull the graphics card out, and it turns out it wasn't unlatched, and it started to pull that black piece away from the motherboard and away from the pins. And once you pull that black piece off of the pins or away from the pins, there's no getting them back in. So um, I had really no choice but to just pull the whole black piece off of the motherboard and that that meant that that part of the motherboard was going to be rendered useless. So I uh, decided to make lemons or lemonade out of lemons and uh, use it as an opportunity to upgrade my system, which now that it's fully done and, and working, um, kind of glad it happened to be honest, because you know everything from Premiere and just, just the overall how, how, how the computer works in, is, is a lot faster. So I'll kind of, I'll go through and talk a little bit about some of the upgrades and some of the things I did to the motherboard. First of all, just wanted to, uh, so there's, this isn't quite my favorite. It's this one's a peach and honey flavored, but it's by aha, which I guess is made by Coke. Um, it's not bad. The one that I had before I can't, I, I mentioned it last week. I already can't remember the flavor, but sparkling water is my jam, man. I've been actually doing really well. I'm not going to lie with like my eating and my exercising. Um, I had had a, a bad habit for a little while there of just eating really late at night and uh, it was starting to show. So for the majority, pretty much all of last week, um, I fasted. I did intermittent fasting up until about noon and then I ate between 12 and 8. I worked out fasted, which I never do, but I figured, you know, I'd never tried it. So might as well give it a shot, see what happens and uh, like strength training too. And it it worked out fine. I uh, actually, in some cases, even felt stronger and was able to lift more when I was working out fasted. Not sure exactly 
Um, why that is, I just realized I wasn't recording this. No, it means I got to use the YouTube audio again. Oh, well, it is what it is. Anyway, um, so yeah, that's, that's what I'm, I'm drinking today. And, uh, all the, uh, the fitness and eating stuff is going well. So anyway, back to the, the PC. So when the motherboard broke, um, I ordered a new motherboard. So before I had a, hold on. So this was my old motherboard here. It's the ASRock AB, um, AB350 Pro 4. Uh, a few years old, a little outdated. Did well for me, but uh, as you can see those here. These are the pins there. Those right there that uh, got pulled out. It's supposed to look like that, but it looks like that. So yeah, so this is pretty much useless. But there go the dogs. Um, so I got an X570 motherboard, which is it's a MSI MPG X570 Gaming Edge with Wi-Fi. It was actually kind of hard to find a uh, motherboard because apparently everyone's using their stimulus checks on motherboards and PC parts. So uh, I had to pay a little bit more than I wanted to to get that one, but it's working great for me. In addition to that, I got um, some new, some more RAM. So before I was rocking 32 gigs, now I boosted up to 64 gigs. Probably should go back to this view here. So I got 64 gigs of RAM. And then um, when those parts came in, I was able to set everything up, get everything connected. Uh, luckily, the PC started right up and, and worked pretty well, with one exception. And that is that the SSD um, drive that I had in my old PC, I, there's two slots. There's two um, places where you can put the... Uh, M.2 SSD on the motherboard and one of them and I forget all the technical parts of it but one of them um, requires like NVMe or something like that the other part my I had to enlist some help from my brother-in-law who's a lot more technically savvy he graduated with a computer science degree of some kind so he talked me through some of this but the the SSD that I had was a little bit outdated and wouldn't work in the main fast slot on the motherboard so I had to put it in the secondary slot. So then I just decided, okay, well, while I'm at it, might as well get a compatible SSD. So I got a SSD, uh, Samsung 970 Evo, EVO, uh, one terabyte before I had a half terabyte. So then I got a one terabyte and I'm getting transfer speeds of like, uh, like read speeds of like 33, there's like 33 or 3,400 megabytes per second, which is pretty crazy fast. So this, uh, this thing is screaming now. And I couldn't be happier. I'm glad that it's up and running. And uh, that's how you turn a mistake into an opportunity. I messed up. Um, I mean, granted, it cost me some money to do it. Uh, and not a little bit, but, you know, it was worth it. I'm very happy now that everything's back up and running. I was not a fan of using the MacBook. Um, I've got a MacBook 2017. And uh, it's not the most souped up version of the MacBook. So it didn't perform quite so well we were getting issue or like errors that not enough video was being sent to youtube so there might be some lag and things like that so i don't know but yeah so every, everything's up and running and i'm excited and thrilled by the way talking about vlogging today i forgot that this was on we're going to be vlogging a little bit of the live podcast and i'm going to be editing this into an upcoming vlog so 
go to my main channel, links in the description, if you want to see that video, which I hopefully will be posted within the next couple of days. There we go. But before we talk about vlogging, we have some other things to talk about. Um, first of all, so I mentioned a couple weeks ago, I'm all over the place today. We've been doing a lot today. We went to just got back from Lowe's a little bit ago, we bought some new faucets for our bathroom upstairs and just doing a whole little, a whole bunch of little projects here and there. So lots going on, a little scatterbrain, but I picked this up recently off of Amazon. Uh, it's just a color checker passport. And basically I think this is the photography version, but you can definitely use it for video. And it, uh, it's just a helpful guide to help you get very accurate colors in your photos and in your videos. Um, I experimented with it for a little bit and wasn't quite getting everything exactly where I wanted to finally, uh, practice with it for a little while. and was actually able to get some pretty decent results and used it, excuse me, to get the look that you're going for now. So this is actually a new LUT. I don't even think I, I think I got rid of the old LUT. Yes, I did. So just to kind of give you an idea, I think I can do this. Yes, I can. So this is what the, uh, the camera, the, the, the video looks like straight out of camera. There's no, this is a Cine 2 picture profile with cinema colors. And I think I just turned sharpness down, actually turn that off too. Um, and this is what comes straight out of the camera into the computer. So within um, OBS, I use the OBS sharpening and just apply a little bit there to give it a little bit more, uh, a little bit more sharpness. And then from there, and I apologize for anyone who's listening in, um, audio form. This is obviously highly visual, but just to kind of give audio listeners an idea of what's happening here. Um, in OBS, you can apply filters to your footage. You can essentially apply a LUT to your footage um, so that you don't have to do any color grading. It's already color graded before it goes out to wherever you're streaming to or recording, whatever. So um, yeah, I apply a sharp, sharpened filter. And then the way that it works, or at least the way that it worked before in OBS because I was using a LUT before this one, but the problem was it was just, um, I never liked it. It, I, it wasn't, it wasn't up to my ex or my, what's the word up to my, up to par for me. So I wanted to, and, and that was, and I made that previous LUT without using anything like this. So I wanted to be able to get some color accurate stuff here, or, you know, get some, get, get my colors nice and accurate and then be able to apply a little bit of stylistic flair on top of that. So, um, in, so how this works in order to get LUTs into OBS, I mean, you can, you can find LUTs on the internet and stuff like that, or you can make your own say like in premiere and export them and then import them into OBS. So the problem is though, like if you're someone like me who will apply multiple layers of metric color to do your color grading, um, say for example, you know, the first one being a color correction and the second one being um, a, you know, a stylistic LUT or something like that. Um, you, 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 you can't export all three of those Lumetri color effects as one LUT. You have to export them separately. And before the only way that you could get those LUTs into OBS or put it this way, OBS never used to accept dot cube files or LUT files. You had to convert those cube files um, which is kind of like one of the more common forms of LUT files. You had to convert those into PNG LUTs, basically. Um, 
you would export them as cubes from Premiere, and then you would open this. It's a it's called a natural LUT PNG that you can find really anywhere on the internet. Uh, see, does this work? Is this working? Oh wait, I think it is. Yeah, so it looks just looks like this. If you search neutral PNG or neutral LUT, um, you'll find you'll find this anywhere. But you basically what would what you would do is you would apply your LUT that you that you created in Premiere onto that PNG, and then you could save that and then import that into OBS. Um, but I I never felt that it looked exactly like. A, a, an actual like a cube file um, and it was also an extra process because you had to export the cube the, the cube file you had to open it in Photoshop you had to apply the cube uh, file to that neutral LUT did I say that in the right order I think so and then you had to save it and then you had to import that into OBS and if you had multiple instances of the metry that you were doing in Premiere you had to do that one for each instance of the of Lumetri so you'd end up creating three different um, PNG files. I hope that all makes sense. But anyway, so now, and I just found this the other day, actually, uh, Gerald Undone has a, um, a discord now. Um, and, uh, was asking some people in there and, and came to find out, Oh, now OBS in, in a recent version now accepts cube files, which is fantastic. Cause that saves some time and some steps when importing and using filters in OBS. So, I had three layers. I, I color graded my office footage and I had three layers of uh, Lumetri. So this is the correction. So basically you'll see a, a noticeable change here. And basically this is a color correction. No, I lied. I think this is just a contrast and um, white balance adjustment. And then this next layer here is where I adjusted the colors. So you'll kind of see off, on, off, on. You can see how the luminance in my face changes a little bit. And there's some other subtle color shifts uh, that you'll notice in the scene as well. Um, so we'll turn it back on. And then the final is the color grade. No, sorry. This was the grade. Off, on, off, on. And again, that's subtle. The grade, uh, I designed just to, just kind of the, the teal and orange look. I put a little bit of um, teal in, um, in the scene minus my skin tones. And then outside of that, now, now this, how it is here doesn't look bad, but it didn't look how it looked in premiere. It doesn't look exactly the same. So, uh, as a final step, I used a color correction filter, um, that's available right inside of premiere. Actually, let me here, bring this over here on the screen, make this full screen here. If I come, I got to drag it out. There we go. So, yeah, so this is what it looks like um, without the OBS color correction. And then when I add it, basically I just wanted to add a little bit more contrast and saturation. And you can kind of see that's on, off, on, off, on, off. So it just kind of boldens it up a little bit. And uh, I'm pretty happy with how this looks. And uh, I think I'm going to hang on to it for a little while. Um, so if anybody's watching, love to know what you think of my color grade here. How does everything look? How are skin tones? How are the, you know, the shadows, the contrast? How's everything look to you? I would love to know. 
So that was, that was fun. I was really happy to do that. Next up, I know I talked last week about um, doing some music, uh, starting to like learn how to make music for my videos, uh, my own custom music. I, I do have a subscription to Artlist, which a lot of people are familiar with. Artlist is a lot like Epidemic Sound, like MusicBed, and like those types of services. Um, I chose Artlist primarily, really, it wasn't for the selection. I actually liked Epidemic Sound better for the selection. Uh, I got it more because your the one license that you pay also covers any commercial or you know any client work you do. So I can go on art list. I can find a track that I can use for a vlog. I can find a, another track. There's Tum Tum. I can find another track um, that I can use for a client and it won't matter if the license is transferable. So they've got a decent selection there and I think it's growing. Uh, I don't use it super often as, or not as much as I should, I guess. But so, but, but I've, I've always been intrigued by channels who have their own music and, and use their own music. I've, I've always um, there's a couple that I can think of off the top of my head. Uh, off the top of my head, there's uh, Camera Conspiracies. You know, the, the music that he uses, he uses the same, you know, three, four, five audio tracks in his videos, but it's very clearly distinct to him. Um, so you know when you hear those, you're, you're watching a video by him. Um, there's another creator, the um, Craftsman, Steady Craft, and he's one of my favorites. I don't even do crafts, but just the way that he does them and he talks in such this this uh very calming southern voice and he does these really cool things with crafts and he just seems like a very gentle soul uh, and he kind of makes his own his background audio too and i just think that's really cool so and i used to do uh, some entry-level music production back in my college days and things like that so i thought it might be cool to start to get back into that and i'm not looking to make any grandiose compositions i just want to be able to um make some simple things that I can put and maybe just have a, a small bank of audio tracks that I can select from when I make my content that makes, you know, elicits different moods and things like that. And so that, you know, when you're watching, when you hear that, when you hear that music, you're watching a video by Ryan Havy. Uh, so I, I haven't done much if I'm being completely honest on that front during the week, but I did download a program called LMMS which used to mean something like Linux music, something, something or something like that. I forget what it was, um, but it's a free open source program, I guess that can kind of, it's, it's the, the best free option next to FL studio, Fruity Loops studio, which is a program that I used to use back in the day when I would make, you know, little rap beats and things like that. So I've got some, uh, some testing to do with that. I got to uh, watch some YouTube videos and figure out how to use it and, and start creating with that. But that'd be cool. One of the things I thought about in this, I mean, I'm just piling the work on for myself, but I thought it would be kind of cool to um, record a video, edit it together, and then make an audio track using sounds from the video, create samples from the audio in the video. Um, and then, and then use that to make, you know, beats and things like that. That might be kind of cool. I don't know if I would have the uh, the bandwidth to do that for every single video, but it might be fun. Um, so that's that's in the works. I'm working on it. Uh, hopefully within the next um, few weeks, I will have that uh, at least started and, and, and making some progress there. And speaking of making progress, nice segue 
into my next topic of discussion here is um, just getting my shit together, like getting, getting, prioritizing things and sort of getting organized and like holding myself accountable for some stuff. I mean, I like to think that I get a lot done, um, generally speaking, but there are certain things that I, I just kind of, I put off from time to time just because I don't feel like I need to do them, I guess. Just content creation and, and you know, all that type of stuff. I slack on it and I just kind of work on it when I need to or when I, when I feel like it. And, and then as a result, I'm not putting out nearly as much stuff as I should. So yesterday I purchased a um, kind of one of those fat head style calendar laminate things. I'm going to put it right here on this wall and I'm going to start using it to track my progress, track my different projects and sort of hold myself accountable um, and give myself due dates for things. So if I don't do that, a good, good example. So I did a client project a while ago where I created kind of like a website header, header animation using a bunch of different photos for them. And, um, they signed off on it. I actually made one before that they really liked and they wanted me to make another one. And I made it in sort of a similar fashion, but a little bit slower paced. So I made it and they finally, they were like, okay, great. It looks good. And then a little bit later came back and said, you know what? I think we'd like to do it in the same style as the, the other one that you made, which would have been fine, except for the fact that the first animation that I made for them I, um, all the footage or all the, like the project files and everything that I had for that, I lost because it was on a hard drive that I lost or that got stolen when I was in LA on a business trip, um, a while back. So I couldn't, uh, I couldn't just like open the project and sort of, you know, copy and paste the sequence and then sort of rebuild it with new photos and, and some other tweaks. I had to basically do it again from scratch. And, um, they at, you know, this client, he's, he's a friend of mine. Um, and we've worked together for a long time and there didn't seem to be like a whole lot of urgency. And to be honest, you know, um, during the quarantine, I've, I've actually been quite busy with a lot of different things, just day job stuff and, and just projects that I'm working on. Um, so he sent me a message to work on it and it sort of fell off my radar. And then he followed up with me. Um, just a few days ago, I was like, Hey man, can we revisit this? And I thought, Oh shoot, you know, I meant to do that. And I didn't. And this was like weeks, like a few weeks had gone by since he first was said, Hey, we'd like to redo this. So then he came back and said, Hey, can we revisit this again? And then I finished it in, I don't know, maybe four hours, something like that. I just sat down. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll do it. And I'll just, and I just did it and it was done. I didn't have to worry about it anymore. And, um, I don't know why I don't have that attitude. I wish I had that attitude towards most things where I could just be like, okay, I need to get it done. Let's just get started. Let's do it. And I've talked about it a little bit before. I think a lot of it comes from, um, you know, as we're all sort of stuck at home for the most part, uh, I find it difficult to stay focused when I'm at home. I enjoy being home and I love this space of mine. Like I, I work really hard to kind of make this my space, but, um, you know, as I've mentioned before, we've got a young puppy who 
basically requires constant attention. Uh, we don't have the kids with us today, but when the kids are home, you know, they're always asking for things and, and, uh, there's just a lot going on to where I feel like I always have to kind of be on alert for things that are happening in the house. Um, so it makes it tough for me to kind of get into a, a flow state because I'm constantly on this thinking, you know, that at some point somebody's going to come in and ask me for something or whatever it is, which is fine. I mean, that's, that's what it's like being at home. It just makes it hard to focus for long periods of time. So all that said, um, you know, I got to be creative sometimes with how I use my time here. Um, but, and, and, and I guess the point is if I can sit down and complete that project over the course of a few hours, even though I had a few weeks to do it, why can't I just apply that to other projects that I'm working on? You know, I've got a, a video that, um, I made with my wife, um, a few, a couple of weeks ago, I think at this point, which is in the works but I probably could be a lot farther along with it if I spent a little bit more time on it. Um, I've got a uh, drone hyperlapse video, which I've talked about a few times. That's still in the works. Um, I could be moving on to the next step with that one. Haven't yet, just haven't. Uh, I'd like to put a lot of my resources into this podcast. Um, so I I guess, you know, silver lining, I, I do a decent job with this, preparing for this and kind of, um, getting this going, but, um, yeah, I just need to, I need to, especially on my main channel, I want to be more consistent with stuff over there. So I'm hoping that if I have a dry erase board that I can put right here, I've got some, you know, I can color coordinate it with some different dry erase markers. My wife, who she's watching, um, she's a, she's a marker hoarder. She hoards, she hoards markers. She has a, a drawer just full of markers for, I mean, she, she doesn't really use them that often, but, but I still love her anyway. Um, but she, uh, she really enjoys markers, and she had some uh, extra fine point dry erase markers, so I'm set on markers. It's going to be right there. I can see it at all times, and I'm just going gonna, gonna, I'm gonna to use it. I'm going to hold myself accountable for some stuff. Highly recommend that. Um, hopefully it works. And that brings me to our last point of the day, and that is vlogging. Um, be a little wet the whistle a little bit here. So vlogging, uh, I realize is, 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 it's kind of not easy. I could actually, it, for, for me at least, I, I obviously, you know, if you've done it for a while and, uh, it's just kind of something that you're, you're used to, then of course it's going to be a lot simpler for you. I did a vlogist, was it 2018, 2019? Say hi to Tum Tum. Um, and, um, uh, I looking back, I don't know how I did it. Granted, I was a lot more consistent with making videos back then, but I've just fallen out a lot since then. It's, it's, uh, it's, it, yeah. Vlogging is a lot more difficult. I, I thought, I think I even mentioned it last week on the podcast that I wanted to try to start vlogging again a little bit more consistently. And I thought that I could just kind of pick up the camera and film some stuff, you know, willy nilly and, uh, be able to piece it together and I ended up like just having no motivation to do it. I would sort of pick stuff up. I would, I would have no concept of story in mind and it just, it wasn't fun. So then yesterday I was thinking about it a little bit more and I thought, you know, really with every, like even with this podcast, when I started the podcast, I thought to myself, you know, I just want something where I can kind of press go and then just have some fun with it and just, 
you know, hop on and talk about whatever comes to mind. And then I quickly realized that whenever I do that, the whole episode is, you know, at least in my opinion, turns to crap because I'm not prepared. I just sound like I'm rambling. I don't have any subject matter. I haven't thought things through. So uh, I realized that I need to at least start taking a little bit more of a um, calculated approach to some of the things that I do. So with vlogging, um, it has to be a commitment for me. I need to decide to do it and then follow through with it. So I think I've done pretty well with it today and I'm actually going to do it right now because I've been vlogging all day today. And, and the thought is that I will pick single days to vlog. Like, look, I'm going to do a vlog that lasts all of today. And then I'll edit that together and, and push that out as kind of like a one day vlog, not a daily vlog, but just a vlog that I can document over the course of a single day. So um, that's what today is. So, and I've actually done a pretty decent job and there's been a lot of stuff that's, that was happening today that made it possible to have a vlog that has some sort of subject matter. So here we are. I am vlogging right now. There we go. We'll go to this view. I'm vlogging on my a7 III, and this is going to go whatever, whenever I've edited this together, hopefully if it's within the next few days. Great audio, sounds great. Thank you very much, John. Appreciate that. Um, but hopefully within the next few days, because I, I don't plan to make these. I actually kind of like um, uh, uh, Potato Jet. He's got a, a separate vlog. His vlog style is very just simple just kind of hard cuts. He doesn't do a, you know, a bunch of epic B-roll and all this other stuff. It's just very simple format. I quite like that. And I think I want to kind of go with that, but it's, you know, just casual what's going on. Try to make it interesting, show some stuff off, have somewhat of a storyline. And today this podcast is part of my storyline. So we are vlogging. And if you're watching this now, hopefully within a few days, you'll be able to go to my main channel and see this video on the vlog. <laughs> By the way, I talked about this little uh, adapter up at the top here. It's just a little mirror um, thing that so that you can see what's going on in the viewfinder. Let's see if this works a little bit better. I realized I was showing you in the first camera and the third camera was on. But anyway, yeah, so this reflects up in here and then you can kind of see what's in there. And this thing is great, but problem is I'm not used to this because... I've just had these Sony cameras for so long. They don't have the flip out screen. I've never been used to having a screen where I can see myself. So it's going to be interesting. My hands shake too much to vlog. Just get yourself a camera with a little in-body image stabilization. But hey, you know, at the same time, uh, John asked or John said that uh, his hands shake when he vlogs. Don't worry about it. You know, especially if you're walking around, either that or put it on a tripod. Just sit it on a table, get a little, uh, little tripod like this and just talking to the camera and if you're walking around with a camera, nobody's nobody's going to care. You're going to, you know, people are going to expect the camera to shake a little bit anyway. So I wouldn't worry too much about it. But yeah, so I, uh, I'm, not, I'm not used to seeing, being able to see myself and see my framing. So um, there's probably a lot of footage that I shot throughout the day where I'm not looking at the lens at all and I'm looking into the mirror. But whatever. But this is going in the vlog. This is going in the vlog. But for now, I'm going to put this away. Um, so that's what I'm thinking uh, as far as just 
you know, style of the vlog. I, I want them to be simple. I don't want them to be, um, I'm honestly just getting kind of very bored with, I'll put it this way. I think there's a lot of creators out there who just try to emulate, um, guys like, you know, Peter McKinnon and, um, just these other guys who, you know, cold, oh gosh, I gotta make sure I pay attention to my camera angles again. You know, um, Sam Colder and these other guys who they make really great films, but they're, I mean, they're, they're on another level and they're trying to make basically, you know, travel films, um, like a vlog style, even Brandon Lee. Um, I love watching his, um, cinematic vlogs. He'll, he'll make, they're just basically vlogs, but they've got a very cinematic kind of travel film feel to them. And I love it. Uh, but I don't think that I have the ability to do that. Number one, number two, I don't want to emulate Brandon Lee because Brandon Lee is Brandon Lee and he does what he does. Um, and three, uh, I want it to be simple. Like I, I don't want to, I, I, I get too much. I, I overthink things too much. And that causes me to just sort of grind to a halt at times. I've given up on projects just because I overthought them. And, um, I've in the past, I've been able to, in fact, I've done this a lot in, in, in boxing when I would go see a fighter and I would capture a bunch of footage. And then when I get back, I have to figure a way to make not just one, but multiple different videos from that footage and different stories and be able to manipulate that footage and position it in different ways to where it can tell different stories depending on what type of video I'm looking to create. So I have the ability to take clips that, you know, maybe as I'm recording them, I don't see as much of a storyline or I can't really picture a story from what I've gotten. I have the ability to take that and make it into something. I've done it before. I haven't done it super lately, but I'm still pretty confident that I could do it. So I think if, if I can sort of tell myself, all right, to, tomorrow I'm going to vlog. And if I start thinking, okay, what am I doing tomorrow? All right, well, you know, I know I'm going to work out in the morning. Maybe I can get a little bit of that. Then I've got to work on a project. I can kind of document that process a little bit. Oh, I'm going to work on my PC a little bit more, maybe fine tune some things. I can show off that a little bit. Maybe I'm going to finally dive into that uh, music making software and, and start learning a little bit of that, document that process. As long as I start making these mental notes of things, I can, I can start to sort of formulate a story even before I, I've really started filming. At least that's the concept. Again, I haven't even edited, edited this vlog together, um, but uh, we'll see how it goes. So, yeah, I just, I, I know that I need to get back into it. It's been so long. I feel like my skills, my video making skills are lacking. But again, as I've talked about before, Stuart is in the house. One of my brand's social media clients, medical clinic, wants to set one up, a medical podcast. Got time to check next week. Definitely. Let's do it. I'd be happy to help. That's cool. What's going on, Stuart? Hope you're well. Uh, yeah. Uh, what was I saying? I forgot what I was saying. Good excuse to take a drink of aha. Hopefully I have that aha moment. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah, I want to um I want to get back into it. I need to get my sort of editing chops back. And now that I've got this new and improved PC with all these bells and whistles in it, might as well put it to use. Everything I've shot today, I shot it 
4K, 24P. Um, everything was on auto white balance. I used, I, I set my uh, um, aperture and shutter speed, but I just have the ISO on auto. Um, focusing, I did a little bit of manual focusing, but most of it was just in, uh, you know, um, just auto. Because I, I, I didn't want to, again, I didn't want to overthink it. I wanted to be able to grab the camera, turn it on, and go. And I think over time, as you learn more, like if I was on a, if I was on a client set and I wanted to, um, yeah, Stuart, just hit me up. Shoot me a, shoot me a message on uh, Instagram or shoot me an email or something. We'll connect for sure. Um, if I was on a client shoot, um, definitely, you know, I would be thinking all of these things through. I'd be locking in my focus. I would be um, locking in my exposure, doing all these things because you want it to be very controlled in most cases. Uh, for a vlog, people expect, and I'm learning this a lot too with all this quarantine stuff, a lot of these social media activations we're doing um, in boxing right now, you know, e even like Jimmy Kimmel and, and or uh, Jimmy Fallon and all these late night shows, they're, they're live streaming them from their homes on what look like, you know, cell phones basically. They don't look like good quality and people are right now, they, they expect that kind of quality because that's the situation right now. Nobody is looking for, or nobody is expecting for, you know, a super high quality production at the moment. It's just, it's just not, it's just not in the cards for most people. So, you know, a lot of these activations that we're doing on the boxing side are working really, really well because a people are getting a glimpse into the lives of some of these fighters that they don't often get. And B it's kind of raw and almost in a way, especially when you're dealing with some high profile fighters that makes it, you know, that much more engaging. It's like, it, it almost puts the fighter on the same level as the people so that they can kind of relate. It's a little bit more relatable. You know, if we went in there with a TV crew and, and pre-produced everything, yeah, it could look cool, but you're not going to have that same connection with the audience. So I say that to say, you know, with vlogs, People expect that kind of rawness in, in, in a vlog, unless again, you're someone like Brandon Lee or Sam Calder, you know, if they produce, or if they put out a video where everything was shot on a shaky iPhone with crappy audio and bad colors, people would probably be like, what's going on? They've created a brand for themselves that, you know, that's what people expect. I don't, I want to be able to put out good stuff. Like, you know, if I'm going to make this vlog, it's going to look and sound good, but it's not going to be some produced cinematic, or overly produced cinematic masterpiece. It just, it's just not what I want to do, and that's um, not the goal that I have for that type of content. So, um, John says, I need a good screen capture software for my PC. Any recommendations? Yes. Um, OBS. Number one is probably your best bet. OBS is what I'm using to stream and record this right now. OBS is free, uh, and you can set up. Actually, here I'll show you. You're gonna we're gonna get a, a weird sort of uh, um, mirror in picture in picture effect here, but you'll kind of get the idea. So this is what OBS looks like. Uh, and I'm gonna make that full screen. Um, and this is my 4K display here. So right now I'm displaying my screen. No, I'm not. Now I'm displaying it. So you can you can actually set this up to record your screen, and then um, you can record it straight from OBS. Uh, you can minimize it when you're recording. Works great. Let's turn. Oh, we're good. Oh, there we go. Okay. 
Um, another one which I just bought because I was recording a tutorial that involved OBS and I didn't want to use OBS to record a screen capture about OBS is called um, Bandicam. Uh-oh, let me see. I hope that didn't mess things up. Now we're good. So Bandicam, we'll go back to the screen view here. This is Bandicam. And um, I can't remember if there's a free version of this or not. But I don't think it was that expensive either. Maybe 20 bucks, something like that. I will say this one... It, it got, I ran into a little, some issues. Like if you're not super concerned about like skipping occasional frames in your screen recordings, it's not a big deal. Um, and, and it should work just fine. But like, if you're looking for very consistent, um, frame rates and things like that, you'll have to tweak some of the settings and kind of play around with it for a little bit. It's super reliable though. It works pretty well. So, uh, yeah, I would recommend that if you don't have it or if you, uh, if you are not interested in going the OBS route. So try those out, John, uh, OBS or Bandicam. If you're on a Mac, Mac already has a screen recorder that you can access through QuickTime. So try that. Let me go back to, there we go. Yeah, try that. Uh, what else? Oh, there's Pudge. Pudge the pug. <laughs> Hold on. Let's get Pudge. Pudge, come here. Come here, Pudge. Pudge, 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 come here. We'll see if he comes in or not. Pudge is, um, he's a little potato dog. He's not the smartest, but we love him. Uh, hey, no problem, John. Pudge. Oh, well, maybe next time. So, yeah, I think, um, those are my thoughts on vlogging. I hope that, uh, I hope I can stick with them because I want to get back into it. Um, let's turn this on. So let's vlog the end of this video, and uh, I I need to uh, I need to work on like my outro for these episodes because I haven't really thought of a consistent way to um, end these. But as always, thank you so much for watching. Go out and make some cool stuff. Make to the max, as I like to say, and uh, we will see you all in the next one. Bye bye.